When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff Jarrett. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello! Welcome to another episode of the WrestleTalk Podcast. I am Shabba Peekwanel, your Jam That Champion. I am joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, Tempest the Wrestler. Your Quizzlemania Champion. I am the Quizzlemania Champion. Let's go! Intangibles have got the gold back, baby! Back on top. Hell yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, How you doing today, man? Oh... Not too bad. I've also realized that this is going to be wildly out of order considering your setup. Yep. <laughs> so you know, just just awesome all the way around. I'm I'm having a uh, I'm having a good time. Quizlemania champion back on track. I got nothing but nothing but smiles. Got a haircut this mm-hmm. week. It was yeah. my first haircut in a year and a half. And I was very That's excited insane. to get it. Genuinely insane. Like at that point, I would have just cut my own. I mean, I cut my own hair anyway, but. Cut your own hair. That's what I do, especially if you're going to get it as short as you did. Like, yeah, just get some braces or whatever. Just, uh, just get it done. Yeah, it, but like it started out as like a statement almost, where it mm-hmm. was just, "This is my pandemic hair. This is going to be because thinking that the pandemic would be three months." Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I was like, "That's about how long I wait to get a haircut anyway. It's usually about every two months or so." So I was like, oh, "I'll mm-hmm. wait an extra month, get it when things open up," and they didn't. They sure mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. And then it just, and then barbershops just didn't open up at any point and it just kept going. And then eventually I was like, you know what? After I get my second shot, I will go and get my haircut. Then it'll be like a finality kind of thing. It'll be, this is the end of the pandemic in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I got it. And then barbershops open. And I went on, uh, I went on Thursday before Quizlemania and I, I've never lost so much hair in my life. Yeah, man. I have. Yeah, it's okay. Mm. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's not great. Yeah. It's yeah. Not great. See, yeah. I could I could hide my poor hairline with the vast amount of hair that I had, and especially wearing a mask. All the hair would come out the end of the mask and be like, oh, mm-hmm. look at all this that I all this hair that I totally have. Not anymore. It's not it's not, it's not particularly luscious. No, I mean it went purple at one point. It yeah. it was purple. By the yeah. end, it was kind of like a, a bluish greenish gray. That's something. 
Yeah, but you got it. it was, you got it. Short, so it's just back to the roots now, right? It's back to normal yeah. color. Yeah, I do Man. feel very much like a normal person again. I will be That's honest. Yeah. You know, like I feel. I don't really care about this sort of thing, but like I'd go on walks and every so often I'd be like, I wonder what these people think when they see this long purple haired freak walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> and now I can walk around the neighborhood and look like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> That's not to say that people with colored hair don't look normal, but you know, you know what I mean? I mean, surely they'd be taken aback by your luchador mask that you wear all the time. Right. Of course. Yes, absolutely. Mm very yeah. very bright colors for the for my night walks mm-hmm. yeah makes yeah. sense high vis yeah 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 makes yeah sense. exactly exactly yeah. keeping up continuity um yeah I, i'd say well, well we'll talk about this more in the outro but i've got a thing because you uh, i i turned up very late we're actually recording this after the main show is done for once crazy talk um <laughs> because i was i only just got here in time uh which we'll talk about more in the uh, in the outro there's a little tease for you uh, so now we're going to talk about SmackDown. First thing we're talking about is these debuts that we got of Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox, but they kind of sort of not got their names anymore. Sort of. We'll figure it out. Let's talk about it. Hello, welcome to another uh, Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm setting up off the screen. I'm not rushing. You're rushing. Shut up, everyone. I'm not late. You're late. I'm. I'm. Welcome. I'm Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello. I'm here. I'm just setting up. Don't mind me. I'm joined by my intangible co host, Tempest the Wrestler. Tempest, talk to the people. Tempest, the Quizzle Mania champion, once again, people writing a wrong that should have never been written in the first place your boy has got the quizzlemania trophy back los intangibles has all the gold just the way it should be and now we're going to a monthly format thank you pete appreciate that now we're going to a monthly format with quizzlemania so i don't even have to worry about losing this trophy anytime soon anytime soon it's a great yeah. time. I'm it's very a great happy. Time. And I'll be celebrating with you in a minute. Once I'm once I'm set up here, we're going to be doing all sorts of stuff. Um, hey, let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, you guys can get in your ultra chats, by the way. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Just when I'm setting up this light, uh, you guys can get in your ultra chats and we'll go through them. The ones that are five bucks and up by the end of the show. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Um, but let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, also, the link's on the screen for the Ultra Chat thingy. Um, because there's a thing that happened on this show, which is that uh, we got some NXT call-ups, didn't we? That was crazy. Because mm-hmm. we saw... God. Um, we got... Bailey got injured uh, in a freak accident. She was training. Hey, I'm the Jam the Champion. Yeah. yeah. We got, um, we're matching today, and we got all the gold back. Hell yeah. Everybody's. Oh my god, I'm so tired. Uh, I'm r- you are an absolute treasure, Pete. I I was rushing to get back in time because I was out doing stuff, work stuff, and I only just got back in time. Anyway, um, so Bailey was training at the <laughs> performance center because everyone was uh has been told to do mandatory training before WWE goes back on the road. Um, 
And Bailey was doing part of this training, and there was a freak accident, apparently, where she tore her ACL, reportedly. She's going to be out for up to nine months or more, because uh, ACLs are nasty um, when you break them, or when you tear them, I should say. You don't break your ACL, but you know what I mean. Um, so it seems like SmackDown did a little bit of a panic move, and maybe kind of accelerated some of the plans that might have been in place. Because on this show, we had uh, the women's tag team champions, Natalia and Tamina, come out and say, hey, we're facing a mystery tag team. And I was like, well, it would have to be, because who else are you going to face? Um, and then a, they said, whoever you are, come on out. And it was Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox, sort of. Um the announcers... Okay, so people have been going back and forth on this. I've seen so many yes. people going back and forth on what actually happened and what their names are. So the names what? are like... Sorry, go ahead. Can I just start by saying mm-hmm. that's a very bad thing after you've just debuted your stars that people don't know what their actual names are. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, it's not great. So the name bar they had... Um, and on the Titantron said Shotzi and Knox. That's that. So Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox going to Shotzi and Knox. The uh, the ring announcer, which I've seen some people say introduced them in their full names. No, they didn't. The ring announcer introduced them as, please welcome Shotzi and Knox. I was like, oh God, they've both been one named already. That's terrible. The commentators then repeatedly called them Shotzi and Tegan Knox. So it seems Tegan Knox still has both names, but the tag team name is Shotzi and Knox. So that's terrible. I'm just going to throw that out there. If that's going to be your tag team name, <coughs> do full names. If the people are called Shotzi and Tegan Knox, we can talk about whether they should have changed Shotzi Blackheart's name or not or whatever, right? Different point. If the names of the people are Shotzi and Tegan Knox, call the tag team name Shotzi and Tegan Knox, or give them a tag team name, like an act, you know, like a name name, you know, like the acclaimed or the um, the road warriors, you know, the way. Like, give them a tag team name or give them their names. Don't do this weird halfway name of Shotzi and Knox, but one of their names is called Tegan Knox, and it just makes everything really confusing, which is why people are arguing about it online. Anywho, um, so Shotzi and Knox. And here now from NXT, and they beat Natalia and Tamina in a few minutes in a non-title match. All of this just screamed main roster. The name change, these two just being randomly paired together, the slow-mo on the tank when Shotzi fired off the missile and they showed a slow-motion replay of the missile going through the air, just reminded me exactly of Matt Riddle's slow-mo flip-flops thing. It was just like, oh yeah, God, it's main roster, isn't it? Like, I said this in my edited review earlier today as well. I, I'm trying not to be too critical about this because this is the move we told them to do for ages. Like, you have no women on your main roster. Take loads from NXT. They've got loads. Sort out your main roster. So this is what they're trying to do, sort of. But it wasn't great, though, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, you know how I say very often on this show that WWE has a bunch of, like, minus ones? Mm, like you take yeah. the minus one and the minus one and it's the commentary it's the camera work whatever and it brings a a decent smackdown show and you keep taking it down a bunch of pegs that's exactly what they do with their call-ups the idea of let's introduce tegan knox and shotzi blackheart that's good that's good and then you get a bunch of minus ones throughout the whole thing 
And it just, by the end, you're like, was that good anymore? And it still was. I'm glad that we're seeing new people on SmackDown because for yes. God's sake, there were four SmackDown women at the start of this show. Yep. On, the, on the whole roster, there were four of them. So that's an improvement. That's a vast improvement. I like that. Why? <laughs> I will never, ever understand this obsession with one name wrestling names. Especially, like, there are some where, all right, you know what? It seemed stupid at the time, but going from Andrade Cien Almas to just Andrade, not that bad. You know, yeah. that's not that bad. Andrade's a cool name. It fits as a one thing. Same thing with, like, Cesaro is a cool mm -hmm. one name one. I refuse to believe that her name is just Knox. I, I will <laughs> yeah. reserve my judgment to, to see in the coming weeks to to see but if her name is just Knox, that is one of the worst wrestling names i've ever heard mm -hmm. genuinely that is oh, like just just a one peg below slapjack <laughs> just Knox, and yeah it would be terrible it would be so terrible i desperately hope that they haven't saddled her with this name to begin with but what what's the problem with calling them Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox? Even know. as a tag name. Yep. It, I mean Shotzi's like a cool, unique one name, but Yeah. What's I, going on? Another thing as well, another thing that makes people so confused is yes, the commentary team, specifically, well, Pat McAfee, before she was introduced as Tegan Knox, uh before sorry, yeah. before she was introduced as Knox as Shotzi and Knox, he goes, Oh, I think I know this from Tegan Knox. And I was like, okay, so I think it's Tegan Knox. And then Michael Cole kept repeatedly saying Tegan Knox and Tegan mm -hmm. through the match. But the problem with it is Michael Cole makes so many mistakes that I don't know whether that was intentional or not. <laughs> they've been hoisted by their own by their own batar. So even when they're right, I still think they're wrong. Uh yeah. So I don't know. What we'll, we'll have to yeah. wait and see. Um but God. And it's just like these two just feel like just a random two people they put together to make a team to throw onto SmackDown. And it's like, have they really fixed the women's problem on SmackDown? Not really, because Bailey got injured. Natalia and Tamina weren't even on the show before. They were busy on Raw with Maddie Rose and Dana Brooke. So they brought up people to have a tag team feud, which doesn't fix the singles women's division, which still only has like four people in it. Uh, great. Yeah. And now we got a vignette later on that Tony Storm's going to be debuting later. Again, amazing. He called her Tony Storm, not... Tony or Storm, which would be the worst. Give it time. Give it oh, time. Oh, yeah, give it time. Um, and she's going to be debuting by herself. Great. She's going to be going into the singles division, it looks like. Great. That's all good. Like it. Coming soon. When? Do it now. You you need people. Yeah. Now. Do it now. You need people immediately. Uh, yeah. It, overall, this was just like, this felt very much like a panic move because Bailey got injured and they were like, oh, we were going to do this later, but we'll do it now. Well, I mean, by all accounts, this was a panic move. This was absolutely mm. a panic move because WWE isn't prepared for things. Fightful Select reported this yesterday that people that there were talent backstage 
frustrated by WWE's lack of depth. And it's like, well, you do this to yourself when, unfortunately, something tragic occurs and Bailey gets injured, and then all of a sudden, oh, crap, the only other two or three women on the show are having, like, a three-way feud over a Money in the Bank spot, and there's no one else to challenge, and you have to take one of them out of that and put them in a number one contender spot. We'll talk about that later, because that was... <laughs> that infuriated me as well. Um, so, I mean, this debut, on, on paper, like... NXT call-ups coming in, getting a win over champions. On paper, that's an okay debut. That's all yes. right. That's that's decent. That that's all right. But there's just all the other minus ones, man. They just they come in and it's like the name change, the slow-mo on the tank. The wrestling was bad. Oh, I'm sorry, Tamina, but you're not very good. Uh mm-hmm. there was a horrific botch that I saw on Twitter, which was so funny. Well, I mean, I saw it on the show, but I saw a gif going around on Twitter of them completely whiffing a super kick uh, where Natalia tried to catapult Shotzi up into her and Tamina just didn't hit it at all and then had to readjust and like sort of kicked her in the stomach, but not really. Oh, it was, wasn't great. Are people still going off for Tamina or that died down just like I kind of said it would? I I think the fans gone shouted down it's like oh we love tamina we everyone's this is a gen genuine she's so over guys you heard her mm. at wrestlemania she's so over come on now yeah yeah um well i would like to see tony storm enter money in the bank now because they've got an extra slot open i think it'd be cool to see tony storm in the money in the bank match i don't know whether uh i don't know whether they'll do that uh no uh excuse me sorry i'm just gonna have to bring this up Bonus, baby. Pete's just now figuring out to me in respect. No! No, I'm not just figuring that out now. No, because we've had to tiptoe and stand on eggshells for months because anytime we've said that Tamina's bad, everyone's going, <coughs> she's a legend of the industry. Thank you very much. She's great. She's so over. And we're like, guys, it's Tamina. She's mm-hmm. not great. I know there's nobody meaner, but guys, it's Tamina. Yeah. Anywho, I'm, yeah. I'm, getting, myself, I'm getting myself worked up about this. Yeah, um, like you said, on paper, the debut is good. That's a step up for this division. Yes, you could have put you could have put Aaliyah on. And that's not true. I wouldn't have been happy to see Aaliyah. But you could have put like much lower level stars mm-hmm. than what we got on this show from NXT, and I would have been like, oh, fresh air. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wish that you could do it properly. I don't think that's too much to ask, you know, and I don't want to compare things to AEW. Oh, here we go. But I just got a really cool AEW debut. To be fair. They've got fans. They've got fans. I will give them that part. Yeah. One, they have fans, which makes a cool debut. Two, they did have a couple of lackluster ones before that. Andrade's one was a bit meh. Mira's one was a bit meh. And but you know they they can turn things around and we give them time and they they normally turn things around. But like, this oh, one was uh... I just saw a great one. Yeah, I no. just saw a great one. I want yeah. I want that feeling all the time. Hold up. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let's see what you guys thought. Let's get into some ultra chats here. Uh, get in your ultra chats, russeltalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all the ones that are five bucks and up by the end of the show. Uh, Zachary T. Robinson says, uh, not 100% if Knox has been single named. The SmackDown page in WWE.com says, Shotzi and Tegan Knox defeated Natalia and Tamina in their SmackDown debut match. It then immediately refers to them as Shotzi and Knox. So maybe Shotzi and Knox is the team name. Yes, I think that's where we're at. Shotzi and Knox is the team name, which is bad. Uh, it's yeah. a bad team name. Just good. It's a bad team name. If they if their names are Shotzi and Tegan Knox, call them Shotzi and Tegan Knox. If you're going to have the team name be so close to their actual names, it just gets confusing. Which is why we're having this conversation in the first place. Well done, WWE. Mm-hmm. Sixty nine intangibles, Sadie Deegan. As always, thank you very much for the sixty nines. Uh, what's up, beautiful boys? So Shotzi and Knox. I mean, I guess they're a tag team. Also, why debut them here? Carmella's lost her last two matches, yet she's getting a title shot. I am confusion. Love you guys. Hashtag LOW444 life. Hashtag repetitive is the new long-term booking. <laughs> sure is. Yeah, oh. great. That's someone we didn't even mention. Yeah, Shotzi's got a tag team partner on NXT. She's yep. called Ember Moon. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well. yeah, yes, Tegan and Shotzi had a, had a brief run as a team. Mm-hmm. That still doesn't make this make sense. No. I think that's an important part. You know, mm-hmm. it still doesn't make any sense. Tegan no. just returned on NXT and is doing something else. Shotzi has a tag team partner. What's going on? It's, it's just yeah. WWE booking. Yeah. Uh, Charles Berg says, I feel like whenever someone comes from NXT, it's more of a demotion than a call up. Michael Cole made me laugh when he just coldly says, Baron looks awful. Cole may get hate, but truthfully, he is actually good. But he's a pro right. and does what the boss wants. Uh, I kind, I, I kind of agree with that. Kind of. I, yeah. 
I agree with the first half. I also laughed when he just said, Baron looks awful. <laughs> I thought that was funny. There yeah. were some funny moments from the commentary on this team or on the yeah. show, but I, he does what the boss wants, mm-hmm. but a lot of people do what Vince McMahon wants. And this show is still terrible. A lot of the time. I don't think just doing what Vince McMahon wants, wants, uh, makes you good. Might yeah. make you good at doing what Vince McMahon wants, but that there is a difference there. Yeah. I agree with that too. David Evans says, uh, Hi lads, I'm happy for Tegan, who's been a favorite of mine for a number of years, having watched her here in the UK and the likes of Attack Pro Wrestling and Fight Club Pro. I hope she can now stay injury-free and have a long, prosperous career in WWE. I do as well. I really like Tegan Knox. I think she's great. I think she's got a lot to offer. And I'm hoping, yeah, she can do some great stuff for the main roster. Just really Absolutely. hope her name doesn't get changed to Knox. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I That's something I want very badly, is just for Tegan Knox to have like an amazing run from here just going forward she's incredibly likable she could easily yeah. get over as, the, as a baby face in the main roster if they give her the the proper uh, the proper push and the proper time uh prince of strong style says hello lads i really hope shotzi and tegan's call up is just a short term for money in the bank similar to gargano and champa as i don't want them being ruined by the main roster nxt forever please also why no ember and shotzi they're an actual team um i would guess probably because ember moon doesn't want to go back to the main roster <laughs> probably <laughs> probably Maybe because uh, Ember Moon has been in NXT for about a year now and has done diddly dick. Yeah. Sweet FA. That's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. Uh, I don't want it to be a short-term call-up. I want this to be a proper call-up because SmackDown needs women really badly. So, yeah, hopefully they can, they can start doing stuff. Even if they stay a, a team, if they can move away from Natania and Tamina and still compete in the singles division while still being a team that would really help the singles division as well be a good mm-hmm. time uh, we'll do one more before we get onto the rest of the show prince of strong style says also tegan has a sodding blood feud with candace to be getting on with if this is longer than past money in the bank i can't imagine the rubbish of them running two parallel universes between smackdown and nxt tony storm going up is kind of expected yes i agree uh, you know yep. i was gonna bring this up on the nxt mm. podcast and forgot yeah the the latest run of main roster call-ups has really reminded me of a story uh, that Jim Cornette used to tell. And I do not advocate for much of what Jim Cornette says these days. But when he's talking about like working in OVW, when John Laurinaitis started as the uh, executive vice president of talent relations, and they would just take people and call them up or take his top heel that had long blonde hair and be like, I wonder what he looks like bald. Let's shave his head. And they shave his head, and then he goes back down to OVW, and Cornette's like, what happened? Or they'd send him people with no notice, or let them know that people that he booked had, like, a vacation planned, or stuff like that. I'm getting very similar vibes with this nowadays, where he always said, if you just tell me in two weeks that this is going to happen, I'll book something around that, write them off TV, and then you can have them. But the problem mm-hmm. is they don't know two weeks ago that they're going to do any of this. Yeah. They had, I would have guessed that there was not a chance in hell that Tegan uh, and Shotzi Blackheart were figured in to this show in this way two weeks ago. No. And that's a problem. Yeah, totally. 
And it's like, you know, you can't always plan for big injuries like that. Like, we're not blaming WWE for Bailey getting injured. We're blaming WWE for the lack of preparation for something like that to happen. It's wrestling. Yeah. Injuries happen all the time. And you need to have a, a deep enough roster to be able to cover for these weaknesses when someone does get injured and has to go out. And they haven't done that, Absolutely. which is baffling at the, the roster size you have of WWE. And they don't have enough people to plug all their gaps. And they've been releasing people left, right and center. And then suddenly they've gone, oh, my God, we don't have enough people. Like, Come on, guys, figure it out. That's Bonkers, all of it. Let's get on with the rest of the show, though. Uh, we started off with uh, Jimmy Uso. For me, Jimmy Uso was the, was the biggest question mark coming into this episode because I didn't know what they were going to do with him, whether he was going to be on the show, how much they were going to address what happened, whether they're just going to completely ignore it and just plow on he was the biggest question mark and they started the show with jimmy who kind of came in and he wanted to go straight to roman and Heyman was saying uh don't worry you're gonna get his full attention tonight and at that point i was like ah seems like they're not addressing the dua then okie dokie um they then played the full intro for smackdown which means they're running short on content everybody we need to pad out this episode play the full thing there were so many moments on this show where i was like they don't have enough content. They're filling for time. Yeah, stretch, stretch this out. Stretch this out. If they, have the, if they had the director or the associate director, like just behind the floor director, that's what that's called, <laughs> yeah. just behind the camera. Oh, there's so many segments here where just, I've been there. I've <laughs> been there. Stretch it out. You got, you got 30 going, seconds man. of material and you got five minutes left. Make it work. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. An example of this, Roman Reigns then came out with Paul Heyman after the full intro. And he stood in the ring for ages while the piped in noise told him he sucked. It was a good like minute of him just standing there, just being like, oh yeah, all these people are telling me I suck. It's like, no one's saying it. The WWE is just piping in this. No sure. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and then that's when I wrote my note of, wow, this is going to be a slow show. They don't have enough content to fill the show. That's why they played the full intro and why Roman takes ages on his promo. Yeah. Um, promo at least. This is a good promo. Roman just being there, and he kind of justified. He was like, you know, anyone who's been in a fight, you know, there's that moment where you get scared. Yeah, Edge was right in that moment in the crossface. Yeah, there was a little bit of fear, but I did what I always do. I overcame that fear and went at a game. You know, I stacked him, I pinned him, and we made a t-shirt out of it. I'm the best, uh, was basically what Roman says. I thought it was really good. Justified exactly. And he was like, yeah, Edge is right, but it doesn't matter. He chose a really weird thing to hone in on there, but okay. Uh, which made me laugh when later on Edge is just like, oh, look, see, he was scared. I'm in his head. He's like, no, he already addressed this, Edge. He already said he didn't matter because he over... Sure, whatever. Um, but then he's Jimmy... Doing uh, he's, he's doing his best, yeah. He's doing his uh, best. And then Roman says it's time to take, ter- take care of business. It just turns around and Jimmy Uso comes out. I guess telepathically knows it's his time. Um, he comes out and says he demands to know where Roman was last week. And you and I both said last week, I really hope that Roman was off getting Jey Uso back on side. And guess what? He was getting Jey Uso back on side because that's Hell exactly yeah. what he should have been doing. He was like, I did what you couldn't do. I w- did what I need to do for the family. I went and got Jey Uso. And now he's back. Jey Uso comes out and he's like, hey, yeah, I'm back. I'm not back for you. I'm not back for you. I'm back for not for any one of us. I'm back for the family, for all three of us. And uh, Roman was saying, you know, I've been saying it the whole time. You might hear what you want to hear, but I've been saying the whole time. It's all about the family. This is all for the family. Uh, Me as Universal Champion, you guys, Tag Team Champions, it's all about the family. And the three of them embrace. 
And this was the moment where two Usos come in, they hug Roman. Roman's looking past them. And he's just looking out and there's just like a little like smug little grin on his face as he's just kind of patting them both on the back of the head. And he kind of grimaces a little bit. And it's just like, oh, he knows. He knows that he's just manipulated them into this position. And he's like, finally, I've, I've, I've done it. I've, I've got them on side. My, my story arc has been complete. I've got them both where I want them now. Um, and it was at this no. point I wrote as well, like the Jimmy story integration hasn't been perfect, but I'm glad they're here now. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah i mean that's that's the part that makes it okay i guess it's like the ends kind of justify the means i would have liked it to have been smoother but mm. we're here now and what's crazy is i think now is where things are really going to start to take off like now you're going to see main event heel faction roman reigns and the usos like i think it's a lock that they win the tag titles at SummerSlam. I don't think that's even a question now. And they're just going to hold all the belts and just be champions until the end of time. Wouldn't surprise me if it's before SummerSlam. Either at yeah. Money in the Bank or just on a, on a SmackDown before then. Right. It wouldn't surprise me either, but I'm just trying to think, like, they want that really big pay-per-view in the football stadium and everything mm. like that. And that's at least, like, a fairly big title change that you can do that I think people would be hyped for, mm -hmm. you know? So if it happens before that, yeah, for sure. But nah, I think uh, I think I would do it at SummerSlam personally. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, there was one reference to the DUI in this promo uh, of Jay uh, saying to Jimmy, "He's like, oh, you know, all the hard times you've had lately. It's time to pick your head back up and get back on track. And we're going to become tag team champions again." That's the one and only reference. I kind of appreciated the fact that they did reference it, but didn't make a story out of it. I think that was probably the best decision to do to not just completely brush it under the rug like nothing happened uh and not to make the whole angle be about it because i feel like that would be in poor taste as well so I, I think they did the best of what they had honestly i don't yeah i don't know i don't know what i wanted out of this really because mm. it's just a bad situation that i don't want to exist you know yeah like yeah, yeah. and yeah if there's don't get me wrong best scenario doesn't happen does it, yeah. <laughs> so do it. and then you sort it yeah yeah um I, I don't know. I feel like if any storyline is going, would be able to make comment of this, it would be this one, you know, but I could also see why they wouldn't want to do that. So I guess this is the best thing that you could do, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a, a lousy situation. And before we move on quickly, I've seen a few people saying like, oh, but, but Ember Moon, because I said she didn't do anything in NXT, but she she faced Raquel for the for the women's title at a at a takeover, mm -hmm. and she was a NXT women's tag champion. I maintain, diddly dick. Yeah. Those two no. things will not be remembered. No, and also that that build to the takeover match had one week build, two week build, yeah, something like that. Something Very like last that. minute. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. Uh, afterwards, Baron Corbin is backstage. I really like Baron Corbin's character. I <laughs> yeah. think he's playing into it so well. Like, he's grown out his hair slightly. It's like my length now. He's like grown out a little bit. I'm not going to um, show you all, but it's like my length now. <gasps> you had a haircut. I had a haircut. I know. Yeah, wild. Um, and so you can see like the receding hairline and it's balding on the top and he's growing out his beard, which looks really scraggly and it's not very well kept and there's gray in it and all that stuff. He looks 
rubbish and he's supposed to it's great uh i think he's playing his character so well i'm really really into what corbin's doing right now uh he says he needs to win money in the bank it's his only chance to turn his life around and i'm like yeah corbin come on turn your life around man however <clears throat> baron corbin faced shinsuke nakamura king again. nakamura again the money in the bank qualifier this time um and I'll say, this is the point where I realized, oh, they're not doing a face turn. It's just, they want us to laugh at Corbin. That's the, yeah. that's the character. They just want us to laugh at Corbin and that's it. He's because, poor, Pete. Yeah. He's poor. And he has no money. That's funny to them. It, you laugh at poor people. That's ha, what you ha, do. You loser. Get some it's, money, you loser. Just ha, stop ha, being ha. poor. Stop being poor. It's real easy, guys. Corbin comes out with no music like that. That's good. Big E, who's qualified for the Money in the Bank, comes out for commentary. Good. Keep him keep him involved. Uh, he has the couch, as he always does. I want to know who's in charge of the props for Big E's segments. You know? Just, just don't question it. They're just there. No. It's great. I, I need to know how this process comes together. <laughs> I need to know if Big E comes up with these ideas, because I, yeah. I believe that totally. Or if there's someone who's like, We'll give him a mini fridge and there's going to be microphones in the mini fridge and it'll have a couch and it'll have a foot bath. I would mm -hmm. like, I need to know how all this comes together. Yeah. This to me is I, so much more interesting than so much on the show. I reckon a lot of it is biggie. This feels yeah. like a very biggie thing for him to it just does. be like, give me a couch, give me a mini fridge, give me foot massage. I'll take it. Um, he's on the couch. He invites Pat McAfee to sit with him uh, on the couch and Pat McAfee, Big E, Rick Boogs, and Nakamura all just rag on Corbin for basically the whole thing. Um, Nakamura and Boogs arrive in Corbin's car that got towed away last week. They bought it at an auction, so then they drive it in because they're dicks. Uh, and they come in and they start doing the match. Initially, Big E and Pat have live mics that you can hear all around the arena. And they're just like, oh, look at his hairline. Isn't he awful? God, I'd hate to be Baron Corbin. And it's like, oh, you're you're also dicks. Okay, cool. After the break, they change it so that the mics are just like commentary mics. And it can't be heard around the arena, but you know. Um, and Corbin attacks Nakamura before the bell because he's still the heel, everybody. Mm -hmm. Boo Corbin. Laugh at him. Laugh at his misfortune, which is not what I want. I want to cheer him because he's being bullied by everyone. <laughs> like... Not even just Nakamura and Boogs at this point. By everybody. I, I want to cheer this man. And he lost. Because of course he did. Tell you what though. There was a really interesting spot in this match. Where I was like. Maybe they are doing a face turn for Corbin. Because Shinsuke had a triangle choke in. Baron Corbin. Slowly, very slowly. Powers up Nakamura. Slams him onto the mat. And Nakamura just keeps the triangle choke on. Doesn't let go. And I was like. That's a cool spot. And. Corbin tries to get up again and he just can't do it. And he just kind of falls down again. And he's passing out uh, in, in the triangle choke on there. And I was like, that's baby face fire from Corbin. That's, that's a baby face spot. He's trying to fire up and he's just Nakamura's being the tenacious heel and holding on to that submission. And he's not letting go. And then he just released it and hit a Kinshasa in one. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, never mind, I guess. But there was a hint. And I was like, maybe they're doing the Corbin face turn, but they're doing it really slowly and really badly. Yeah. They're not known for their great face turns, I will say. 
I I didn't have too much of a problem with the finish. I think the men's Money in the Bank lineup is fantastic. The lineup for this Money in the Bank is genuinely very exciting. And it adding, is. I know Shinsuke Nakamura isn't what he was and everything, but still, I'm mo- I would be more excited to have Nakamura in there than Corbin, just mm-hmm. from like a work rate point of view. So I didn't have too much of a problem with that because I want to have a good time watching the Money in the Bank ladder match. Like that's supposed to be like a really cool, fun, big match. <sighs> I I think we we were very excited to see where this could possibly go last week. Where they it seemed like they were doing a few like really good little moments with this. It felt like they were heading in the right direction. Again, the destination I can see on the horizon. It's terrifying, but it felt like they were doing a good job. Here, I'm just, I feel like we're losing the plot with this. Like, I don't know what yeah. we're actually doing. Because I don't know that he's turning babyface. Nah. I think we're just supposed to laugh at the poor guy. And that's, that's kind of icky. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great, is it? Look yeah. at him. He's poor. He's lost all his stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not yeah. I just wanted to turn face. I want to cheer this man. I want him yeah. to overcome all his adversity. You know? Yeah. That's, that's storytelling. You know, God. Anyway, um, so yeah, Nakamura is qualified for Money in the Bank, <clears throat> and uh, we got Jimmy and Jay Uso backstage, and they're kind of like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry for what I said. Ah, oh, don't worry about it. It's all good. You know, we fight and we make up with brothers. It's what happens. We used to do it when we were kids." And then Jay says, "Hey, do you want to take care of business before Roman has to?" And I was like, "Ooh, spicy." Jay kind of thinking for himself, not with Roman. What's he going to do? They don't do much, but they tried. Um, we'll get to that <laughs> later. Um, Natalia and Tamina then faced Shotzi and Knox. Um, God, I just reread my notes for it. How can you make me hate it so much? They win, but I don't <laughs> care. God. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Is this the first time that Tamina and Natalia have been on SmackDown since they won the tag titles? Because I feel like it might Sounds be. about right. That sounds, yeah. They've not been on it much. If it, if it has been like once or twice, maybe since they've won it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait a, yeah. I didn't care at the start when they won the tag titles, but I really don't care now. No, exactly. Uh, then after that, Sonya Deville came out to announce <sighs> Bailey's injury. Oh yeah, Tempest. It's time. I didn't uh, use this show while I was watching it. No, it's just now when you go back and you're like, God, this was really bad, wasn't it? Sure um, was. To be fair, there's some good stuff coming up. Um, But Sonya Deville comes out, announces Bailey's injury. So she's out training uh, as a complete accident. She's out for at least nine months. And then she threw to a promo from Bailey, which I really appreciated because Bailey is such a professional that she still was just like, don't feel sympathy for me. I'm still a heel. Stop being nice to me, everybody, was basically what she said. But she didn't say that. She's like, this is all your fault. Um, Because obviously, like, Everyone loves Bailey. Like behind the scenes, apparently she's a, a lovely person and she seems like it. The whole wrestling community has been like, Bailey's the best. Send her all the love and all that stuff. So she basically did this promo to be like, I'm still a heel. Boo me, please. Even while I'm gone, uh, which was great. Really appreciated it. She's such a pro. Um, and then, and then Sonya Deville says, so I need to find her replacement at Money in the Bank to face Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And I can announce now that Bianca Belair will not be defending her championship at Money in the Bank. And I went, what? And then she said, she's going to be defending it next week on SmackDown against Carmella. 
And I was like, but why though? Why not just have Carmella at Money in the Bank? Why are you moving it to the SmackDown before? What? I was very confused. Also, Carmella doesn't make any sense. She lost twice. You know. Oh, boy. It's funny to feel a heel. I maybe, but even still, I just want things to make sense. Yeah. One time through this whole, anytime Sonya Deville comes out, something stupid. Yeah. You know, you know, like the last few weeks of Sonya comes out, I'm going to announce the money in the bank participant because we don't have enough women. They don't have enough women. They don't have enough women for qualifiers. Which is strange because they still do you could have just done a qualifying match with Carmella and Liv Morgan, but yeah. you didn't want to beat Liv Morgan and have Carmella go into the match. It's almost like they don't know how to book a wrestling show, but Sonya comes out and it doesn't make sense. And then the next week she brings Zelina Vega out who hasn't been on TV in like eight months, nine months, whatever, however long it's been and puts her in the match. Doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. She comes out this week and says, we're not having the title match of money in the bank. Doesn't make sense. We're having it on SmackDown against Carmella. Doesn't make sense. Liv Morgan comes out and says, I'm going to put you in the Money in the Bank match. That kind of makes sense. But it only half makes sense because why would she be putting the Money in the Bank match and not the title match when she's the only person on this show who's won a match recently? And and also, the whole point of the story building was to get Liv Morgan in the Money in the Bank match, and now she's been put into the match by default because Bailey got injured. It's like, oh, what a what a triumphant overcoming of the odds there for Liv Morgan, getting into it by default. Great the two stuff. Two sweetest Morgan. words in the English language. <laughs> God, yeah. Whoa. Uh, yeah. One of my notes here is, good God, why do they make me hate everything about the women's division? Like seriously, it's God. It's so bad. They've I feel never... I feel terrible for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the people involved are good. Yeah, I'd like to they see are. them booked well. But like, they never ever do anything even remotely this stupid in Roman Reigns' storyline. No. And I know we bring this up a lot, but I can't comprehend how these two things are on the same show. Yeah. It's bonkers. It's bonkers, it's bonkers, it's bonkers. Yeah, Liv Morgan came out and was basically... Another thing I really hated as well, because Liv Morgan looked like a complete idiot here, because she came out and was like, Sonya, what the hell? Why'd you put Thingy in the... uh, Carmella in the match instead of me? Which, you know, perfectly reasonable. She's totally 100% right. And then Sonya Deville fires up, taking a page out of Stephanie McMahon's book of just being the authority figure that never gets come up. It just runs down the roster, because you can, right? And she was like, uh, if you were patient, I was about to announce the, her replacement in Money in the Bank match, and it's going to be you. And Liv Morgan suddenly was just like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. Like, don't, don't blame me. I'm sorry you're mad. And it's like, what, what are you doing? I now hate you. You look like an idiot. God. Uh. <laughs> it just made me so mad. It's like, where's your babyface fire? You're right. Like, Sonya's wrong. Like, why are you placating her? You're the one that's right, Morgan. And she looked like such a chump. And it was just, oh man, it just made me so annoyed. Because everyone looked rubbish coming out of this. Apart from Carmella, because she's a heel and she can make it work. Yeah. 
This, oh man! And, and then Bianca Belair came out. Sorry, I forgot about this bit as well. Bianca Belair came out because the segment isn't finished yet, right? And she yeah, came out, and, and she was saying, again, stretch it out, stretch it out. She came out, and I was like, okay, so at least they're going to do a little bit of a promo segment between Belair and Carmella to give their match next week a little bit of heat. Belair comes out and says, "Hey, Bailey, sucks you got injured, but you know, I really want to. Once you get back, we're going to finish this off." the way we should. And I was like, okay, that's nice. And she goes, and Carmella, I'll see you next week. And I was like, that's it. That's the line. That's the build to your match next week. For your SmackDown Women's Championship match. Like, what's it? Come on. You've got a mic. Say something. Incite oh, a little man. bit of tension between you. Like, there's nothing. Just goes, I'll see you next week. Ah, oh, come on, man. I would just sell. Made me so mad. I would sell my soul for this show to be good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Genuinely. <laughs> and oh, also, before we get away from it, that's the point. Working us. That's not the point. They're not, not working point. us. No, not at all. It's not Maybe. working. Pe- pe- people definitely misuse the term "working" a lot. Yeah. Uh, being yeah. mad because the storyline is bad isn't the same as being. Wanting a heel to get beat up. Hey, you know that Game of Thrones ending? All you got worked. <laughs> oh, All we you got, got worked big got time. Got so Pete. worked, brother. Oh my god, <laughs> did we get worked? I'm right here right now, Pete. You brought up Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm gonna lose it in a heartbeat if you do that, buddy. Let's go. Oh, I tempest you right there on one of the morning meetings not long ago, where where Luke has been watching Game of Thrones. Yes, he's, he never course. watched it before. And he got to the end, and he came on the morning meeting. He was like, makes perfect sense. Like, no, it doesn't, Luke. You're wrong. You're wrong. It doesn't make sense. I don't care that you liked it. You're wrong. I've only talked to Luke about Game of Thrones like twice since he started watching it. And he's like, oh, I don't don't really see what the the hype was all about. Like, throughout the whole show. (laughs) And I was like, what are you talking about? What are you about, Luke? And now he gets to the end, and he's like, oh, it makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. They, 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 they sowed all the seeds. It was, it was there. I was like, you're just, you're just wrong. Like you're just wrong, Luke. Sorry, but you're wrong. Anyway, uh, which is worse, WWE booking or Game of Thrones season eight? It's very close. <laughs> it's pretty close. Was, it's hard to say because WWE booking is so consistent and it's so long. Like there's so much WWE booking that goes awry quite often. Game of Thrones was great for like four seasons. Season five yep. was bad. I did not like it. Um, I like season six. Season six was okay. Yeah. I think it was where you started to like, ah, there's some cracks in this armor that's just starting mm-hmm. to show a little bit. Season seven was like, ooh. And then season eight was, oh, for God's sake. Um, mm-hmm. You know so, that draw- that meme where it's the drawing of the horse that just gets like, it's really good for the first half and then it's kind of mm-hmm. bad and then it's like a, a stick horse <laughs> yeah. by the end? Yeah. That's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh I feel God. like it, it's hard to compare the two because it is a, a short TV series versus a continuous thing since, you know, forever um, for, for WWE. Uh, I think Game of Thrones is worse for the one instance, but WWE's had some really bad moments thinking about it, like Seth Rollins and Fiend at Hell in a Cell 2019. I say that's yeah. pretty comparable to, you know, the turn in Game of Thrones. Considering there's more of WWE, I probably have to say WWE's booking is worse. Yeah. There's fair. only like six episodes of season eight or whatever. God, they're not good though, are they? No, good they're not. Say. They're really not. This is a Game what? of Thrones podcast now. While we're on it, what was the point of the White Walkers? 
What was the point? What was the point? In any of it. Yep. Didn't make it's, any sense. Didn't affect the story the, at all. The first thing you see in the entire show are these stupid <laughs> ice zombies. And then you just get shanked yeah. by by a, 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 a young girl. Yep. And all show is all stupid. Anywho, before we uh, keep going around in circles about that, uh, Paul Heyman's backstage and says to Roman Reigns, we have a problem. It's Edge. He's questioned your manhood. And I was like, that's not PG. You can't say that. Um, uh, it's, you know, it, it's the opposite of stretching. This one, it was uh, shrinking. Yeah, um, big dog? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he says he's, he plans on calling him out to the ring tonight. Cool. Uh, yeah. Tony Storm coming soon. Great. Love then that. Then we got another it, it money. It hasn't gone wrong yet. Hasn't, gone, hasn't wrong yet. gone wrong yet. No, looks all right. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro came next. Again. Uh, which was really good, qualifier. This was really good. Yeah, Money Bank qualifier. Really good. Kevin Owens on commentary. Uh, this was so much fun going back and forth. Yeah. And these two are great. They haven't put on a bad match yet. Uh, and these two are uh, really so much chemistry. They go back and forth for ages. There was a spot where Cesaro drags Seth Rollins away from the corner. And Rollins takes the turnbuckle pad with him. And at first I was like, that's a mistake. They didn't mean to tear that off the thing. Because they were so good at it. Because it was totally intentional. But I saw it and I was like, they did not mean to take that turnbuckle pad off. Lol, what a botch. I'm an idiot. That That is getting worked. Everyone that wants to think about the definitions of stuff, that is getting worked. I got worked by that. Um, and uh, it, it leads into the finish because Cesaro takes a bump off the exposed turnbuckle, gets busted open on his head. Ow. Very uh, surprising. Like, I don't... I. I presume this wasn't intentional because they don't blade anymore, but no. normally when it's an accident, they're like, oh, a towel. Oh, poor, poor baby. Right? Let me, let me, let me fix you. I wouldn't be surprised because Cesaro's a nutter. If he's like, I'll just headbutt it. That'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just headbutt the turnbuckle. Don't worry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Um, and, uh, and Seth just like capitalizes straight on it. He does a bunch of stuff on the outside. He's like forearms to the neck. And he goes out and he does like a DDT to the outside on his cut open head and stuff like that. And Cesaro's just trying to get back in the ring and he just makes it like the counter, like nine and a half. Uh, and he just manages to get a roll up on, on Seth. And he does like an uppercut. But then Seth uh, rebounds off the ropes, hits a stump onto Cesaro and qualifies for the match. Now I said I had mixed feelings about this because it was such a fun match. And realistically, if you're going to have Seth versus Edge at SummerSlam, Seth probably should have won here right uh -huh. probably because cesaro should have not beaten seth again having said that you really shouldn't have booked this match because cesaro has now lost again to seth and seth yeah. cut a promo backstage afterwards of him being like cesaro's not on my level and i'm like you're right because you keep beating him like it just makes his wrestlemania win look like a fluke now and it's like well mm. what was the point in the whole cesaro thing surely have seth beat someone else that's not cesaro because you want to protect him and he, you can say he got protected with the fish he took the bump off the exposed turnbuckle and then you know all the all the beat down afterwards and stuff he was very strong in defeat but he keeps getting beaten he needs to win you know in order to have him at the the whole point of that feud was to have cesaro reach the the upper echelon of wwe and he finally breaks into that main event scene and now he's lost continually so i also had a number of thoughts about this as far as like in a vacuum one match 
I think mm. they did as much as they could to protect Cesaro in defeat as they 100%. could. Yes. And see, this is why I'm not one of those guys where it's like, I need blood. I, I come mm. to wrestling to see blood. But yeah. there is a place for blood in wrestling because it does mm -hmm. help certain stories. And this was one of those stories where all this, if you take away the blood, this match is not nearly as effective in protecting Cesaro, in my opinion, where yeah. he just gets hit with a bunch of stuff and he's getting closer and closer to losing. And he fires up a little bit and gets beat. And that's still what happens. But seeing the blood makes you feel like he's in danger and he's fighting out of it. And he's actually hurt. So that is a big thumbs up. I like that a lot. I don't, think they would want to beat Shinsuke Nakamura after winning the king thing, the crown. That's what they call one of these. Mm -hmm. But I think I would rather have seen Seth beat Nakamura to get into the match and Cesaro beat Corbin to get into the match. I would have enjoyed the Money in the Bank match more seeing Seth and Cesaro in it than Seth and Nakamura. Because mm -hmm. I think Cesaro would have actually had like a shot at winning it. Not, right? I wouldn't put good Louis Dangor money on it by any means, nah. but he's gotten that kind of like the push the, the months before Money in the Bank and could go in there and be like a feasible contender to win. But now he's not in it. And it's like, oh, like, it's fine. They're, they're doing what they're doing. And that's all right. But I would have liked Cesaro to have been in this match. Yeah, me too. Uh, but very fun match. Seth qualifies. Cool. Uh, the Usos are backstage. They're waiting outside Edge's locker room because they're going to take care of business before Roman has to. And they're pacing and goes to an ad break and they come back and Jimmy's like, I'm sick of waiting. Let's go in. So they bust into Edge's locker room and he's not there. Nailed it. Cool. Well, well done, guys. Really effective. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Seth Rollins cuts a, a promo backstage, as we mentioned earlier, saying he's not on my level and he's right. Um, and then Edge was not in his locker room. He confronts Seth Rollins. <laughs> and saying, you know, before that, sorry, go ahead. Michael Hayes walked out of the elevator mid interview. Sure did. <laughs> and that popped me really big. It's the, <laughs> the elevator opens, you look up, he's like, whoop. I think you'll find out his name is Doc Hendricks. Ah, uh, uh, yes, at of course. Take over in your house. Yeah. That's silly of me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Edge confronts Seth Rollins, and they're basically continuing that. That seed uh, for the reported SummerSlam match that the two are going to be having. Good. Yeah. Likes it. It's good. Good job. Uh, I think Edge is doing the best with what he can with mm -hmm. everything he's given right now. Yeah. Like the story doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's not his fault. He's not writing it. But the story doesn't make a lot of sense. So he's going in there and trying to make sense of it with his promos, you mm -hmm. know? The line he said here, it was something along the lines of like, I don't like earn my opportunities. I take them or something like that. I was like, mm, don't know if I like that. Yeah. I prefer, I, you know, big top baby face star. I prefer if you earned things, pal. But, but he's the ultimate opportunist, Tempest. <sighs> he sure is. He sure is. That's my guy. That's my guy. Yep. I, I yep. still, I get, I get happy when I see him on screen. I love Edge. But mm -hmm. this it's 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 as good as it can be, I would say. Yeah. At this stage, it's as good as it can be. You could have done a better job months ago building into this, but can't do that. So the best you can do is now. After that, uh, we got a recap of Otis being destructive 
And Gable cut what I thought was a pretty good promo with him just yep. being like, hey, everyone needs to be on notice. Uh, if you step to the Alpha Academy, you're going to get beaten because Otis is my number one guy. And Otis, they do, of course, <clears throat> time for an Otis promo. So they do the close up and he says, I'm going to destroy everyone. Great. Thanks, Otis. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. Every time they do one of these, I expect, I don't know why, I just keep thinking of Batman 89. He's his number one guy. It doesn't work out well for the number one guy. Spoilers. No, no it doesn't. Um, I thought it was alright. You know what? I don't hate this Otis character. It's alright. I like it. Yeah. Like, it's not... I think Otis is the, the popping baby face was probably better before they, you know, ruined it. Um, but I, I think he's fine. You know, he makes a convincing heel. Mm-hmm. He's, he's alright. He's big. He's yeah. he's big. He's very wide. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They don't have they don't have a lot of heels on SmackDown like him, mm. so it's different. And now this is the kind of situation where his babyface matches weren't really doing anything for me, just because he's he'd been a babyface the whole time, and not a lot of thought goes into the Otis matches, you know. But now they're gonna do something with him. And his matches are going to be different from other people's on the show. Yeah. That's that's Which is good. That's good. I like that. And I like yeah, Chad this, Gable. Chad good. Gable's doing stuff. He sure is. Really like yeah. Chad Gable. He's a good lad. Yeah. Uh, and then we got the final segment. We got the announcement that it's going to be Belair versus Carmella next week for the title. And it's also going to be a fatal four-way from the four guys from the SmackDown side who are going to be in the Money in the Bank match, which is Owens, Biggie, Rollins, and Nakamura. That should be a lot of fun, probably. Should be. Who's going to pick up Momentum? going into Money in the Bank, because momentum is the most important thing in WWE, apparently. Yeah. I I always find it weird. There was like a long stretch where they never did triple threat or four-way matches when there's nothing on the line. Mm-hmm. You know? It just feels like a match like they're fighting for something. But when it's just momentum, it's kind of kind of weird. When you consider that wins don't mean anything in WWE. It's like, yeah. all right. It'll be a really good match, though. Mm. And it'll be something different from what we've been seeing, which is a definite thumbs up. It's not Big E and Apollo Crews. Awesome. You say that. Apollo's probably going to get involved, probably. I, no. no. Nigerian, Nigerian no. nail to Big E mid-match to cost him the match or something. <laughs> Oh, no. It's gonna be awful. It's gonna be awful. Uh, we got the main event segment, which was Edge calling out Roman Reigns, throws to an image of him doing the crossface to Roman Reigns and to Jimmy Uso, and be like, "Hey, look, he's scared." He was like, "He, we know he said that," and he addressed it and said, "I was cool." Yeah. Um, Edge, I, I've written here. Edge calls out Roman, but I'm not entirely sure why. Like, why is yeah. he calling him out to the ring? Did he want to? Bro, bro, did he want to fight? Because they're fighting anyway at Money in the Bank. What was the... Why do you want to fight him now? Like, what? why are you calling him out, Edge? He's like, come on, Roman, let's get out of here. Let's do this. It's like, are you... Do you want, what? Why are you calling him out? They didn't really explain that. Hey-ho. It's fine. Wasn't something that I had thought about before, but now that I do, <laughs> I don't know what the goal here yeah. really was. You yeah. know? It... I I can... I don't, I don't know. Like, they kept saying he wants to, to pull Roman's punk card. It's like, okay. Should you guys call his bluff. Like a, 
Yeah, you fought a couple weeks. What's he bluffing for? I don't know. Is it just that you won't face me without your cousins around? I think Maybe. so. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Who knows? It's weird. You've already, you've already got a match of money in the bank, Edge. What you doing? Who knows? Uh, mm-hmm. Roman is backstage and says to the Usos, I want to handle this alone. Stay back here. He goes. And then the Usos almost immediately go like, we should go out. So then they go out. What, what are you doing? Why'd you do that? Jay. It's Jay again, wanting to act for himself. Bloody Jay. Um, and then um, I said, uh, yeah, Roman says he wants to handle this alone. And then I wrote, I'm not entirely sure I understand this setup, but okay. Uh, and they start making their way up. The Usos music hits and Roman is pissed. He's standing kind of near the ring. He's like, guys, I, I literally just said, stay backstage. What are you doing? Uh, but then they don't go away and they still stand by him. And then he says, don't just don't do anything. I'm going to go handle this. He gets in. Him and Edge start brawling. The users look like they're going to get involved because they get up on the apron. Then the Mysterious music hits. So then they turn around to the ramp. But then the Mysterious come from behind with chairs. Clonk onto the Usos. Everyone starts brawling. I think the Usos get the upper hand a bit. But then they get double six one nine. It was kind of a big, big messy brawl. Um, and it ends with Edge, Jimmy, and Jay um, in the ring. And the Mysterios. And Edge doing the crossface to Jay and Jimmy with the bit of the chair thing that's becoming his thing now. To Jimmy and Jay. Now, on its own, fine. It's a whatever segment. Mm-hmm. I loved the little details in this. I love the little things. Roman and Jay were wearing white. Jimmy was wearing black. Ooh, I love it. It's just, it's just like, it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. And it's intentional because Roman does not normally wear white. They, I, mm. I, that's, I believe that is an intentional choice to have those two wear white and Jimmy wears black. So it's like, so he's still kind of, he's in a little bit of deception. Maybe he's not quite there yet. You know, I, I really like that. And the bit that I liked even more, Jay never tapped in the crossface. Jay never tapped out. He passed out from the crossface and the chair leg in his mouth. And Jimmy was tapping immediately. It's like, oh, this just sums up both these two perfectly. Because Jimmy was tapping last week. He was tapping here. uh, And Jay didn't submit in that Hell in a Cell match with Roman. He only quit when uh, Roman started attacking Jimmy. It's it's just great. I love this. Continuity in characters matters. And this was great. Um, But then, once again... Stretch it out. Stretch it out, guys. <laughs> just Stretch it out. Kept going. Just kept I thought going. they were going off the air. I checked my phone. There was yeah. like three minutes left. Yeah. Uh, they, they did stretch out a bit more. So they played a replay of everything that just happened. And then Edge did some more cross faces while Roman's like on the ramp. And then the show went off the air. It was like, that did not need to be that long, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It was all right. You know, it Edge was, still I looks think it was very a cool. Solid good. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't amazing, wasn't great. I also really love the little details because I I love subtlety and nuance in my storytelling. Yeah. If you've seen my video on Roman Reigns, if you haven't, go to Tempest the Wrestler and watch my video on how WWE fixed Roman Reigns. I love subtlety in my storytelling. Like, they don't beat you over the head with these details, but you see Jay pass out and then you see Jimmy tap out and even just subliminally it explains their characters in little details, mm-hmm. not the big over extravagant character moments. Those are fine too. You need those, but it's these little things that makes them real. 
It's these little things that makes them real characters. Yeah. Love that. And I also really like seeing Edge and Rey Mysterio aligned. That's like proper SmackDown 6 2002 mm -hmm. era stuff. I like that. I like that a lot. It just, ah, the first pay-per-view I ever saw was Edge and Rey Mysterio for the World Heavyweight title. So mm -hmm. seeing them together, I was like, hey, I like that. And I saw, I don't remember who it was, sorry. Um, Christoph Bainey says, uh, six-man tag with Edge, Mysterio's Roman, and the Usos. I think that would be a fantastic main event for next week, the first show with fans back. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it almost feels like too big a match for a SmackDown. I feel like that's a pay-per-view match somehow. Um, yeah. But I can see it. If they want to do a big show for the fans back, I could totally see that being the main event for it, yeah. that That's the thing. If it was just the go-home show for, for Money in the Bank, I don't think it would have been. But mm. because it's the first show with fans back i think they'll want a big main event and that would be a really big main event you could beat be really you could cool. beat jimmy uso keep going to send oh oh possibilities oh that'd be it. good that'd be great yeah um so yeah it seems like they're going to be teasing god we've run over time we've already hit an hour whoops we're not on ultra chats yet whoops sorry we got two sides right talking about game of thrones um uh and it looks like they're going to be building mysterious versus usos for the tag titles again good i want them to win it I want the tribal family to hold all the gold. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, so overall, there was a fair amount of filler on this episode. Some of the segments just stretched uh, when they really didn't need to. The Roman stuff, I felt like, got back on track a little bit this week because it's been a little bit awry, a little bit awry for a few weeks. So that was good. Getting Mysterious versus the Usos for the tag titles, which I'm all for. Some really solid wrestling. A really disappointing debut. Three out of five? I think it's a solid three out of five show. Like, there was some good stuff. I loved the Rollins and Cesaro match. That was just such mm. a fun match. But, yeah, it was just kind of like a meh show for most of the first hour. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm definitely not just saving the poll from the community tab right now so I can save it and bring it up on the screen. I'm organized. Uh, so a lot of people agree with us at a three out of five show, 56% right there in the middle, 21% going higher with a four out of five. Uh, yeah, it, it seems that that was the general consensus. It was an all right show. I'm looking forward to next week. I'm really looking forward to having fans back. I hope it's going to enhance WWE a lot. And I'm hoping, hoping against hope. I think it's a terrible idea what they've done, by the way, of just like, well, we're just going to do our good shows when the fans come back. It's like, just do good shows all the time. But hey-ho, if they are going to wait for their good shows until the fans come back, God, I'm really looking forward to fans coming back because I want some bloody good shows. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, just like just like seeing everything that happened on AEW this week with their big like, hey, we're in Miami, we're away from Daddy's Place, here's this amazing show. And everyone's like, oh my God, I love AEW. I want that again for WWE. Probably won't be the same kind of feeling because I don't love WWE in the same way that AEW is great. But, you know... We gotta say thank you to some very special people, and those are our uh, twenty-five dollar and above pledge hammers over on Patreon. If you've not been to our Patreon page yet, you should. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. So much bonus content over there. Loads of exclusive stuff. WrestleTalk Extra. WrestleTalk After Dark. Your own personalized shoutouts. You get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read on a show much like this one if you pledge at the twenty-five dollar or above tier. So, 
Thank you too. I can't, I don't even have them up yet. God, I'm so organized. Jack Daniels on the Carl Rocks. Yeah. Spoke in class today, Jeremy Smith. You sure did. Thank you very much. Dot, dot, dot. Dive. Dylan Cachetta. Woo! Yeah. Thank you. LL Cool J Paws. Yeah. Thank you very much. Pick him up, Loot Sponge. Yeah. Thank you. Michael Mark for Life Plowman. Yeah. Thank you. The intellectual savior of the masses, Damian Campbell. Yes. Thank you. The man who wears the gold, the man recognized by SWAF Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend. Yes. Thank you. Golden Nick Holden. Yes. Thank you. Don't impede Scott Peden. Yes. Thank you. My Immortal is my favorite song, Mashy. Yes. Thank you. And the real boss, Matt Robinson. He is the realest boss that there is. It's boss time when Matt Robinson's around. Thank you very boss much, all time. of our... Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, that's starting again soon. <laughs> I've made you sad. Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here uh, before we get out of here. Last chance to get those in. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll be getting through all the ones that are five bucks and up before the show ends right now. Let's get on to these ones. Blake comes in to say, uh, I saw someone post that beardless Otis looks like Majin Buu from Dragon Ball Z and now I can't unsee it. Yeah, with the Super <laughs> Boo Boo Volleyball. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's very good. I'll give you that one. Um, Eternal Blue says, WWE has new talented women to ruin in a division nobody has cared about since the Iconics lost the titles. Oh, joy. AEW put on a superb show and WWE responds with a wet fart. Blech. Two out of five. The Lightning of Cheats. Hashtag LIW for life. That, that last part's not true. Yeah. Uh, Bazaar Banks says, uh, you start to realize how few women SmackDown has when Sasha and Bianca are having the same title reign with the opponents and their order. So Sasha's definitely returning to destroy Bianca after a main event title retention next week, right? Like it has to happen, right? Maybe. Yeah, probably. I would probably yeah. uh, bet that Sasha wins at SummerSlam. Yeah, I can see that. I'll be yeah. something. What a rain for Bianca Belair. Um, Jonathan Hedman. Pete's Intangible is definitely timely. Hey, don't don't judge me. This was a thing through work. It was a work thing. I wasn't just <laughs> I wasn't just late. Okay, yeah, don't don't question it. Uh, Lol. Mike Peterson says Tempest looks like he should be on an album cover with that crown. Wrestle talk forever. Much go. better. Much better. Thank you. Hannah Allen says, Hello, lovely gentlemen. Celebrating this week. Left my job of 10 years to take an opportunity with a competitor. WWE to AEW styles or vice versa. Certainly no biases. Shrug. Hope y'all are well. You both look great. Stay awesome. Lots of love. Hashtag LIW444 life. Thank you so much, Hannah. And uh, congratulations on your job change. Also, yeah. going to a competitor. Stick it to the man. Yeah. Screw you, old job. Yeah. <laughs> like it i want to walk out of a place one time and quit like batista in 2010 now that's 2014 i want to walk in with a with a wheelchair yes i I quit and stand up out of the wheelchair and walk away 
Welcome back to the outro. Why do I... What? I'd never do that. I'd never say welcome back. To the, <laughs> what? Whoa. This is a, this is certainly has been a show. Um, it's a different kind of show today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very different. Um, yeah. So what I was doing today, everyone, why I was so bloody late, uh, literally, I... I joined the the Streamyard link where we have where we go to actually use a Streamyard is the name of the program we use for our our um, podcast. Joined it, I believe, at one minute to three, uh, and we go live at three. That was about is, right. Yeah. I had typed out Tempest colon probably going to be a couple of minutes late, just waiting for Pete to finish setting up, mm. and I was about to hit send, and you popped up, and I was like, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, We're ready good. to go, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was out doing a meditation course. Um, thanks, work, for paying for it. Um, there's a few of us that are doing it. Me, Andy, Adam, and Ollie are all doing it. And we had uh, we had a little Zoom call um, the other day, and we had the first like one-on-one session. So I had to go out uh, to this place to do a, a one-on-one uh, meditation session transcendental meditation specifically uh which is pretty cool you know uh i thought it was really good it was um it's like super like you know meditation in general generally can be quite like spiritual in nature this was very very kind of like a lot of incense there was like a whole like um ceremony at the start of it to kind of uh, thank the previous teachers for their their learnings and stuff like that and normally i'm not super into that kind of stuff but you know i went in with an open mind and i was like let's just see how this goes and you know what it was really good um and i quite like the fact that you don't have to sit on the floor to do this kind of meditation because that's what i get so uncomfortable so quickly and when she was like please take a seat in the chair i was like a chair oh god yeah i love this already um and it was genuinely really good. Like I came out of it and I was like, God, I'm sleepy because I, I, I nearly napped a couple times when I was doing this meditation. It was the best. Um, and I'll tell you what as well, but not going to get too deep on this because it is just a SmackDown podcast. But I also feel like it's important to talk about mental health a lot because a lot of people shy away. There's like a big taboo about talking about mental health and all that jazz online. And you, you shouldn't really because it's an important thing to talk about. Not had the best couple of days. Uh, I've had a couple of days off work. I was off work Thursday and Friday for mental health reasons because my mental health basically just took a dive. wasn't great. Um, and to the point where I actually had a panic attack uh, yesterday, which is the first time I've had one in like three years, which is which is bad because the last time I had panic attacks was when I was at my lowest mentally. So I was like, wow, this is good timing for meditation, huh? Uh, so it, it, it really helped. Um, so yeah, it was a good time all around i'm really excited to do more meditation because i think hopefully it's gonna really help and also oh, yeah, man. that that's a good thing to point out by the way if you see people online doesn't mean they're not struggling with stuff because that's what happens hey i'll i'll match you on all mm-hmm. that stuff i mean there were there were people curious uh the reason there was no nxt edited review this week is because my mental health also took a dive yeah you know i i was having a, a rough go of things on Tuesday night, which is typically mm-hmm. when I film and edit and just do the whole NXT podcast. Had my own anxiety attack, which was a first and not as long, but still. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm I'm seeing a, a therapist tomorrow just to kind of doing better now. I think the last couple of days have been very very good and and good. a lot better, which is thumbs up. But yeah. it's good to try and normalize 
talking about things like that and getting help when you need it. That's not a sign of weakness by any means. And just going and, and talking about is just you, what happens when you're sick, you go to a doctor. Yep. It's exactly the same thing. Like genuinely, it really is. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I was late because I was doing meditation. Soz everyone. You know what I was going to do genuinely because the place I was going to do this meditation is really close to the office. I was going to do the podcast today from the office. I was going to take all my stuff, do the meditation and then go to the office afterwards and do the SmackDown podcast from there. But then this morning I was getting my stuff ready to leave. And I was like, I don't have the keys for the office. I don't have the fog to enter the building. I haven't seen it since last March. Where is it? And I was like, did we get, did we give all the fobs back to Ollie before we left? Because we're all going to be working from home. Did we give everything back? I don't think we did. That means I should have it. Why don't I have it? Where did I put it? And I was like looking around for it. And I was like, what what did I do with all my stuff? And then I realized at one point I must've taken all the stuff related to the office, all the the keys and the fobs and stuff I had for it. I must've taken them off my keys because I was like, well, I'm not going to need them for a while. So I'll just take them off my keys because they're just taking up room. And I've put them somewhere and I've moved house since. And now I don't know where they are. So I guess I'll have to find them at some point when we go back to the office. I should probably start looking for that at some point. I don't even know if they're here. I might need to buy some more, more keys and stuff. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I, I had a bit of a, <laughs> a rush around this morning to be like, oh God, that means I need to get back in time for the, that means I need to like get public transport back home before the podcast starts, which is why I was so bloody late. Uh, so I only just got here in time. Anyway, I've talked a lot. Anything exciting going on with you, Tempest? I mean, not particularly. I went to the beach last week, but I think we've talked about that. Um, it's more more patio-related things. Mm-hmm. It's a very beautiful day out, to, out in Toronto today, which has been not the case as of late. This has yep. been the summer of rain so far. So yep. to, to have this, I haven't got any plans, but I kind of want to make some, you know? Makes sense. I want to take yeah. advantage of this nice day, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how that goes. I, I <laughs> talk about, oh, I really like chairs and get uncomfortable very quickly. Um, I recorded my video, my next video for Tempest the Wrestle YouTube channel. Please mm-hmm. like and subscribe. It was really long. Yeah. And I was sitting on a stool in my, like, in my basement workshop. Cause that's where I uh-huh. find I can do the best like audio recording. It's, it's the most soundproofed area. I would say it was really long and that yeah. stool was not comfortable. This I'm going to split it into two videos because I don't want any of these to be too long, but I recorded everything in one go and it was 7,300 words gotta take breaks man well i i I took a break in the middle but overall this whole endeavor took me like three hours just yeah going through like two or three sentences at a time recording it and then of course inevitably messing it up and deleting that putting it Mm and doing it again and Mm -hmm. some of those paragraphs like will just you take 10 minutes to try and get one take and then you blow through four of them in a row. And then another one takes you another 10 minutes. I was like, I just want to be done. Yeah. And you're doing it for an hour and you're on page four of 15. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, God. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm really excited to, to edit that one. I might do that today. 
didn't sleep very well last night, but I think that had more to do with some pizza that I ate that maybe wasn't the best. Speaking of pizza, oh, what a segue. We got an email here from Ethan talking about pizza toppings. Uh, yes, we talked, we to- said to send in pizza toppings and recommendations. Yeah. We t- talk about pizza. Let's talk about pizza. All right. We've only got one about pizza oh, toppings, okay. but it's from Ethan, right? Who says, good time of day, L-I-W. I love a good barbecue chicken with bacon, capsicum, mushroom, and pineapple, sharp cheddar, and mozzarella cheese on a deep dish base with a nice smoky barbecue sauce and a drizzle of garlic mayo over the top. Ooh. Regards, Ethan. Very nice. Very nice. Can't I like say it that a lot. It's one... Yeah, I can't say that it's one that I've like tried necessarily, no. but... I, I'm intrigued. I mm. would try it. If someone gave me a slice of this, I wouldn't be like, oh. No, that, that, that sounds lovely. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of barbecue pizza as a whole. I, mm-hmm. I just really like barbecue, you know, barbecue chicken, bacon, love it, mushrooms, yeah. Pineapple, eh, it's the only kind of maybe one I'd say on that one. I'm not one of these guys that's like, oh, pineapple on pizza, get it away from me. No, I, I, I'm. it's fine. You know, yeah. it's all right. I will have a slice of Hawaiian pizza every once in a while. I probably won't yeah. order a whole Hawaiian pizza, but I no. might go. And if I just need a slice, I might get a slice of Hawaiian. I don't. Yeah. yeah like I'm very, people say that you either love or hate it. I disagree. I'm very mid-level yeah. on pineapple on pizza. Yeah. What's, what's, what's your, what's your go-to pizza order, Pete? Oh God. I don't know if I have one. It depends what mood I'm in. I, I do normally go for like a, a barbecue chicken kind of pizza normally or normally like a Mexican. So it'll be like a spicy one with jalapenos and, you know, um, chilies and peppers and stuff like that. I'm, I'm a big fan of that too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Once, again, it kind of depends on mood and whatnot. I think – my my classic pizza that is tried and true and I've loved since I was a small lad is very simple pepperoni double cheese because you get use your average cheese pizza pepperoni mm-hmm. on top and then another level of cheese on top of that so it's like a cheese sandwich with the pepperoni in the middle that's really good adding okay. extra cheese to pizza always makes it better uh, another one okay. I will quickly say is if you get bacon crumble and ground beef on a pizza, those two complement each other very well. But I could go on very and good. on. I've got I've got a million of these combinations. <laughs> Please send us your pizza toppings and what you like to have on your pizza to wrestletalk.com. Nope. Support at wrestletalk.com. <laughs> Email it in. Nailed it. I was gonna say I was gonna say wrestletalk.com forward slash support, but that's the link you do to do your ultra chats. Goodness me, I am I'm a bit all over the shop today. If you can't tell, I was a little bit disorganized, just a little bit. Um a little bit. Just a tad. Um, one thing I did want to mention as well, because I the pizza segue was too good that I couldn't not take it, but I did have another point I was gonna make about uh recording and audio and things. Right. Um where I was doing some uh voice acting. Uh, yesterday? Question mark? Maybe the day before. I forget. Um, where it's for a, a it's an unpaid little thing, a little fan project that I'm I'm doing a voiceover for. Um, and I'm I'm playing this character that has a little bit of a deeper voice than I do. Um, kind of like a a a mentor character uh, to to a degree. Uh, a lot of like it's kind of like these. Um, uh, it, it's a 
oh god, there was an old old show apparently called like uh, Witch series or something like that. It's like W I T C H with like dots in between the the letters. Uh, and it's basically like group of teenage kids get elemental powers, use it to save the world kind of thing. It's a basic show. And it's basically a fan is like doing a continuation, like generations later, we meet like their grandkids or whatever, and they're doing the similar kind of thing. So I'm playing like the mentor character to these kids that are discovering their powers is essentially the the point of it. Um, Sounds fun. It is fun. I I really enjoy it. Um, And uh, yeah, so I I had to do the, the problem with my character is because he's the mentor character and he knows things. He has a lot of exposition. Uh, and you were saying like, oh yeah, you have these big paragraphs and you got to redo them. And I'm like, yeah, man, I had to do a big two exposition monologues in in this uh, this last episode recording that I had to do because it was not only information about the world, but also my character's true motivations and like this whole thing came out about it. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I've lied to you and stuff like that. It was all, it was all like all this whole thing. Very, very fun, but God, very taxing on my vocal cords. Goodness me. Because, um, you know, sometimes it's actually quite hard to get this low all the time when you're trying to do a character voice like this and you're going for hours just trying to get this one sentence right it's very very demanding <clears throat> one one more soul one more soul vince uh yeah <laughs> Burn. yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I just saw as similar to what you're going through with your, with your audio stuff. Uh, yeah. anyway, uh, we've got another remote, but we'll get to it next episode because we've already overrun on time. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Russell Talk podcast. Really do appreciate it. Send any emails to support at russeltalk.com and we'll go through them maybe on the next show. Who knows? Send them in and we'll read them. Uh, but thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Take care of each other. Stay safe. We love you very much something about it's coming home or whatever and we'll see you in the next episode bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. 
Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.